What's up guys, welcome back to another Creator Economics. I've been dying to film this episode regarding the NCAA lifting the laws on allowing student athletes to monetize their name, image, and likeness. I thought, what better person to have on than Destroying, who is a former college athlete at the University of Central Florida, having dealt with some of these things and leaving college football, I thought it was perfect for him to come on, talk a little bit about things that he had to deal with and his advice for student athletes as we venture into this new space. So enjoy. Well, thanks for coming on the podcast, man. This is like uh, one thing that, you know, I put out on Twitter. I wanted someone to come on Creator Economics so we could talk about NIL. I just want to get like right into topics about advice for student athletes. I've had so many student athletes reach out to me in my DMs about what to do, who to sign with. So like first and foremost, like are student athletes reaching out to you and like what questions are they asking you right now? (sighs) Bro, I've had tons and tons and tons of student athletes reach out to me through DMs somehow to get my phone number, uh, YouTube comments, whatever. They're just kind of asking me what, what, how to navigate through this new world because obviously with this NIL stuff, no one's experienced it before, no one's been through it before. So they just want to know, how do I do this the right way? How do I, you know, actually make some money? So I've had a lot of questions, bro. <laughs> Are you surprised? Like, did you think this was going to happen? Or were you like, no chance in hell, this isn't going to go through? To be, on, to be honest, I, didn't, I knew it was going to happen eventually, but not this early. You know? mm-hmm. I don't know where they're just kind of like, oh, yeah, we're going to pass this rule that now people can get paid. Uh, I, I definitely didn't expect it to happen this quickly. And then to just to just like back up a little bit on your story, for the people that don't know, uh, you were in a situation a couple years ago where you had started a YouTube channel. You had finally been approved through Google for monetization. And then you were, what was it, approached by the athletic department, and they were basically gave you an ultimatum. Either you play football or you're a content creator. So can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so obviously I had a passion making videos. Uh, It's kind of like my creative outlet. Because, you know, college sports sucks. It's, uh, I wouldn't say it sucks. It's a blessing, but it's Mm. grueling mentally, physically, very stressful time in your life. So to kind of unwind from that and, and you know, kind of enjoy myself, I started making videos and I'd post them to YouTube and it started getting traction and eventually our compliance officers reached out to me. They're like, hey, are you monetizing any of your videos by any chance? Because if you are, if you're making money, then that makes you a professional athlete and you're a college football player, so there's going to be some issues. So they investigated every social media post I ever made, like my whole YouTube channel, like everything, for like six weeks straight. We had meetings back to back. Next thing you know, on like our sixth and final meeting, they're like, all right, so we talked to the NCAA and I think you're going to be happy with this. So they gave us two choices. One, you either delete your YouTube channel, donate the money back, disassociate yourself from all these videos you've been making, or you can, you know, continue doing what you're doing and basically just forfeit your eligibility and never be able to play college sports again. And uh, just, I don't know, I just went with the decision that felt right to me and I picked my YouTube channel. The rest is history. Do you regret uh, dropping out of out of college and, and giving up your football season? No, not, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. At first, it was a little scary. I'm not gonna lie. I slept on my best friend's couch for like five months. I mean, I basically was kind of homeless. Um, we grinded though, man. We worked so hard, and and things looked up from there. But other than that, I, I don't regret it at all, man. I think it's the best decision I made. I mean, now look at the rule; it's changed. Mm-hmm. So. Who knows what my life would have been like if I stayed in college the whole time. Yeah. It'd, it'd be interesting to see if they would they would welcome you back with open arms. Be like, listen, I still got X amount of years of eligibility left. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. Bring me back I got in. Like two, to be honest, I have two years left. Mm-hmm. So, well, at this point. Like, Maybe that's I, something. 
at this point, you might as well reach out to Alabama and Clemson, and you might as well Bro. play the game a little bit. <laughs> I'd be the like number one kicker recruit in the country. Like, Have you thought insane. about that? In the Is best that an option? Part? I've been thinking about it a little bit, but okay. I, I don't know, man. I, I love my life so much right now. I'm free. I get to do what I want. I get to do what I love. And just getting back involved in that system, man, it's it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. People so, don't realize, like, um, and, and I played, I just telling you this before the podcast, I played at North Dakota State, and just the grind. It's not just the fall. It's spring ball. It's winter workouts. Bro, it's summer workouts. You know, it's 365 days a year. There is not a holiday that you get to spend with your family. <laughs> Christmas, you're in the building working. Probably have a game. Thanksgiving, you probably have a game. You're grinding literally nonstop, bro. Nonstop. Yeah. Our playoffs would go past Christmas. And so no yeah. Christmas, like you said, no Thanksgiving. Nothing, not even bro. a New Year's. Nothing. Like there was no New Year's. We had practice. Yeah. And it's like you get to enjoy with your teammates and this and that. But like you, you really don't get to enjoy the holidays, man. Do you do you remember how they found out? Like, how did the athletic department find out that you could potentially make money off your YouTube videos? Because the question I get all the time is like, how do you make money on YouTube? Wait, how do these creators yeah. make money? So, any yeah. idea like how the athletic department found out or knew how know, you were I, making? I know ex exactly how. I mean, they found out after investigating, but what really kind of tipped them to my radar was that we played a bowl game that year, and obviously I had a ton of gear that they gave me or whatever. So I did a little giveaway with that, and I had people screenshot the post and repost it. And I'm telling you, probably got like 10,000 people reposting it. At the time, that's a whole lot for me. Mm -hmm. I'm like, holy shit, that's a lot of people. My followers <laughs> are going up. My subscribers are going up. And uh, literally, I, I posted it today. I went to sleep. Tomorrow, I wake up to a phone call from compliance. So like, hey, we saw your post. Um, we want you to uh, come in and talk to us about your YouTube channel. So that's kind of what tipped their tipped their alarms to what I was doing. How long after you left um, UCF, correct? How long after you left UCF mm -hmm. did you get like your first brand deal or make your first money that wasn't just like YouTube AdSense? Uh, I kind of signed to this company called Whistle Sports, and they flew me out to New York. They had me, you know, in the office and this and that filming, and I think that was my first kind of experience of the whole industry, and that was probably less than a week after I left UCF. I left, literally they told me August 2nd that I'm ineligible, I have to pack my shit up and I have to be out of there by August 4th. So, right, literally right after, at the end of that week, I just went out to New York. Did your teammates support the decision? Man, my teammates were 100% behind me. They were like, bro, like you're doing your thing. They call me Delahaye, that's my last name. They're like, bro, Delahaye, we proud of you, bro. Like you're doing your thing, you're making money, you're so you making more money than any of us like keep going bro your videos are dope bro like you're lucky to be in that position so they were very supportive mm -hmm. and so i'm guessing you were on a college scholarship correct so did they immediately stop paying for like your meal plan and everything else like how did it work with the scholarship yeah it, it renews yearly mm -hmm. so i guess right before the season you come back in and you sign your scholarship i think i had just recently signed to renew it earlier in that summer. And then by the end of the summer, they're like, hey, yeah, we were canceling the scholarship. Mm -hmm. Like you have literally two days to get out of your dorm room. So after that, to be honest, I just had a bad taste in my mouth. So I just erased every UCF memory I ever had and just left and went on my own. Mm -hmm. And um, so if you're, if you're like you said, you had a lot of college athletes reaching out to you right now. Mm -hmm. If you're a college athlete and you have say an Instagram or a TikTok and you have some type of mm -hmm. brand, 
What what t- what types of advice are you giving these athletes right now? I I think it's all about longevity. Um, this is a long play. I feel like if you build a brand, it will one outlast your athletic ability. Two, it will outlast your health, your body health, because a lot of these guys play football. You're getting banged up every single day. One injury, and that's it for you. So I'm I'm kind of urging them to create content, create an actual brand. I have a lot of kids that just post photos on Instagram or whatever it may be, and they have a big following, and they're like, bro, how can I make money? How can I make money? I'm like, honestly, you have to show your personality. You have to show yourself more. You have to grow an actual brand. I'm going to tell them, make content, figure out what the meaning and what the message is behind your brand. What do you want to represent? What are you trying to stand for? And create things that you know kind of embody that and don't try to rush and sign to all these people right now because like I said it's a gold rush everyone's just trying to get their name associated with your brand and when the right time comes and the right people show up you'll know and then move forward with that Mm -hmm. you know I actually I think you did it right without even realizing it back in college is like your focus was primarily on YouTube you know realizing that like businesses are built on YouTube and if you have yeah. a brand, like actually figuring out how to create long form content that people want to watch mm-hmm. is the hardest thing to do, but it's actually the thing that will yes. probably make you the most money over time. And so I think like if, yeah. if any student athletes were asking this question or the ones that have reached out to me, I think they should focus on creating a YouTube brand, f- figuring out like what that brand and content is. And I think there's also like interesting opportunities live streaming like on Twitch, playing video games, yeah. things like that. Yeah. Cause a lot of them already have an audience. The easiest part is like, now monetizing that audience through like a daily or monthly subscriber or just through like YouTube AdSense where they don't have to do like these Instagram deals. And a lot of these athletes, like 99% of them won't get deals. Like they're, it's gonna be really hard to, for them to make money. Like you said, the long form content is definitely, definitely a crucial piece to everything. Everyone can make TikToks and Instagrams, but you're not getting paid that way at the end of the day. If you can make long form content, you can always make shorter stuff. If you make short stuff, you can't always make long form content. So mm-hmm. I've been trying to tell people to focus on that as well. Build a YouTube, build a brand, let people get to know them, their message, what they stand for. Yeah. You know? And it takes time. Like I think everyone's like, oh, now that the rules have changed, I'm just going to make mm-hmm. money tomorrow. Like brands mm-hmm. are built over decades. Like it takes time. People realize it. I see a lot of companies like Barstool Sports and stuff trying to just sign and rush and get a bunch of people under their belt. And like they're sending them like merch and stuff. I mean, sending out merch is cool and all, but it's not going to equate to any money or anything. So, a lot of these athletes need to be careful with what they're kind of getting behind, thinking they're going to get paid right off the rip. Do you think um, a lot of these Division One athletes should sign with an agent or a manager right now? I definitely think an uh, agent and manager would be good because having someone that could kind of navigate that world, talk about deals, and figure out a direction for their brand will be good. A lot of these athletes are busy. They still have to go to school. They still got to play sports. So having someone that they could talk to and that they trust and that they know is like, they have have their best interest in mind. They are not just trying to like scam them for money or anything like that. I think it's very important. Mm -hmm. What are your like, uh, what are your biggest concerns with these rules shifting? Like I, I know some of mine are like I know that we're gonna see athletes promote like crypto mm-hmm. coins and like some mm-hmm. things that will potentially turn into scams. Like, do you have anything that you're like I'm really worried this might happen? It's definitely a big thing. A lot of these guys, I just hope they don't, you know, sell their souls for a check. You mm-hmm. know, do things that are against their morals or against their values or that paint a bad light towards them. 
and maybe hinder their ability to go towards the next level just for some money. You know, the money is going to come. They just got to do it the right way and not sell their soul for a quick check. It's a long-term game. Mm -hmm. I've seen, I've, I've thought this was interesting. I saw some athletes, um, at least like more of the high profile athletes and maybe they were quarterbacks or different skill positions say mm -hmm. that, um, they're going to give a percentage of the money or the earnings that they make to their teammates. Cause they understand like as a quarterback or as a skill position, they're in the driver's seat to potentially get more deals or mm -hmm. to make more money. Um, which I thought was pretty interesting, um, is like, yeah, if you're a quarterback and you know that you're probably going to make a substantial amount of money because you might win the Heisman, I would in that position probably allocate a certain percentage of that to my lineman. Yeah. And I, I'm not going to lie. I haven't heard about that, but I think that's a very valid point. Mm -hmm. Like if your guys are doing what they got to do and making sure you're doing your job, like, you know, you got to bless them. Mm -hmm. You see a lot of these guys in the league get their linemen like Rolexes and this and that. Obviously, we don't expect these college kids to <laughs> give them Rolexes, but definitely make sure they're taken care of, you know? Yeah, I totally agree. I, I was doing a little research before this on just like NFL player salaries. And mm -hmm. the average NFL player salary in 2020 was actually around $850,000 a year. Um, but if you're looking at this as like, okay, I could be a you know role player in the NFL for maybe an average lifespan of like three to four years, or I can build a creator business or be a content creator and potentially make exponentially more money for the next like decades, right? So it'd be interesting yeah. to see like um, if some of these athletes who are like, on the edge or like tweeners to like either make it on an NFL roster or play in the Canadian football league, just like go full in on content creation. Cause they've already built a yeah. brand instead of playing at the next level. Do you think yeah, that's potentially going to happen? hundred percent. hundred percent. I will say I played in the Canadian football league for a little bit and the great, the pay was not that great. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I definitely do see a lot of people taking the content creation route and it's a lot more fun. It's a lot, less stress-free it's a lot less pressure on your body no hits no coaches yelling in your face no 6 a.m workouts and you know dying in a weight room <laughs> so i definitely do see a lot of guys taking that route mm -hmm. this is so one thing that i'm curious to see happen is is only fans going to become prominent for mm. college athletes or are universities going to potentially ban uh, those type of platforms. Like, have you have you thought about this at all? This one just like kept popping in I my mind. I definitely did. <laughs> like, because as like did, an athletic I... director, like, what do you, what do you yeah. say to that? Like, is that okay? Or are you like, hey, we can't be portraying ourselves, or our student athletes can't be doing that? Man, I don't know. It's 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 a weird line because I feel like low key, next to like the top ranked quarterbacks that are doing the best in the NCAA. Like the pretty like female athletes are going to be next up to make money, so I don't, I don't know, man. I, that's an interesting question. Yeah, I totally <laughs> as a, agree. As a yeah, what would you do if you were an athletic director at a school oh. and you had like yeah. your top women's basketball or women's soccer player like on killing it on OnlyFans or something? Ah, uh, I mean it's it's hard to say because. I don't think I would have a problem with it, but I kind of live in this like digital world. And so it doesn't seem that weird to me. Um, but I know yeah. it's going to happen. I know females are going to take advantage of it and I know they're going to make a ton of money. I don't think I would step in as an athletic director. Yeah. I, I think if I was, I'd just let them do it mm -hmm. to be honest. Cause the point of this whole rule is to give the student athletes freedom and let them do their thing and make money. And then that's just basically closing off a, an avenue. 
you know, I don't know. I'd, I'd let him do it. Why not? Yeah. Well, it's it, we're gonna find out. It this I I guarantee this we'll happens see. in the next like <laughs> we'll si- in the next like sixty to ninety days. I guarantee this comes up as a topic. Uh, the other one that I think will pop up is like athlete content houses, um, because now like they're they're like these athletes are now in the same bucket as like Hype House, Sway House, mm-hmm. Phase Clan. Mm-hmm. I would imagine like if I was in college, I would have found like the funniest f- five people, yeah. and I would have opened a content house. And we'd have been like the whatever the UCLA like TikTok or YouTube house. Like I think that's something that athletes should be thinking about. Is like, hey, should we just be getting a house together and starting our own little like content house yeah. that makes YouTube videos? I kind of thought about it when you asked me if um, going back to college since I have some eligibility left. I'd be like, man, you know, it'd be cool to you know just get like a big mansion sponsored, have my teammates stay in there, and make a bunch of videos and stuff. Mm-hmm. But you also got to think these guys are busy, bro. They have study hall, they have weights, they have all these responsibilities that they have to kind of take care of day to day. Would a content house make sense? Would they even spend time in there other than when they're sleeping? You know what I'm saying? The amount of content that I could have got if I was walking around with a camera during like the weight room like workouts that we mm-hmm. had or just like locker room stuff yeah. going on like trust me gonna, i know that's oh, what i was doing <laughs> yeah yeah it's like that and that potentially is now going to become the norm um yeah. but it'll be interesting to see like how athletes take advantage of this yeah man i'm i'm excited i'm just glad that we're not living in this prehistoric world anymore where athletes are treated like they're differently it just blew my mind man like my example was always, let's say back at UCF, if I was an engineering student and I had my own business, like I'd be praised. The university would push that. And it's like, hey, this is an example student. This is what we'd ideally like everyone else to be like. They have good grades, they're doing their thing, and they're building a business and using things they learn to expand that business. But since I had a jersey on me and I had a number on my back and I was a part of a student-athlete you know, organization, then it's different at that point. Now I can't use the things I'm learning in my marketing classes and in my film classes, applying them during my free time when I'm away from football to grow a business. So I, I don't know, man, it's just, I'm glad that this just changed. Same. When you were, when you were a football player, did you receive like a monthly stipend? Like how, how did it work at your level? Cause I know I, I was fortunate to grow up in like a middle-class family, like mm-hmm. where my family could support me when I went to college mm-hmm. and played football. Like I didn't have a job during the season or during school and, yeah, and none so, of my teammates did. Like, how did that work for you? Or were you like struggling? Like most of these college athletes were. So we got, um, a little stipend. Um, I forgot what it was called, but it wasn't that much each semester. We probably got like 1600 bucks. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't really nothing crazy. It wouldn't, I remember one, they had split in two payments, by the way. It was like $864, I remember. And I remember the first check I got, I literally went and spent $750 on an iPhone out of the 800 something dollars. <laughs> so I was literally like struggling the rest of the semester. Yeah. So we didn't really get paid that much. I know every school's policy is different and got people at Alabama getting Dodge Challengers and shit. But at UCF, we didn't get much, man. So you mentioned on social, you mentioned a marketing business that you potentially are starting up. Did you want to, did you want to talk about that at all? So, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to start kind of a little boutique agency that, you know, takes a certain amount of limited clients. I'm not trying to sign a thousand people. I'm not trying to sign even a hundred people, maybe not even 20 people who knows, but just people that I see a lot of potential and people that take this content creation stuff seriously and people that want to develop a brand and, and are good students. They're doing good on the field and just kind of 
teach them the ranks, teach them, give them game, whether it's bring them deals, use my platform as well to help them grow and just leverage these brands to give us more money because now we got you know more heads and, and a lot more reach. So uh, I don't know, I'm, I'm trying to help out, just kind of teach these guys that uh, they can do it. Uh, I've been through this, I kind of know the ins and outs and if they focus on football and they focus on this, then they'll be set for life, you know? It's kind of, like I said, it's like a boutique thing. I don't want it to be too big. I just want it to be like a small, tight-knit family that takes care of each other. But we're working on it. We're working on it. How, how can people get a hold of you if they're interested to learn more about that business, just through social media? Uh, if you guys want to reach out, whether it's through DMs at Destroying, Twitter is the easiest to reach me. So if you want to hit me up on Twitter, go ahead. I'll, uh, I'll link all the stuff down below as well so everyone can uh, can hit you awesome. up. I, I know you, you had a short stint with Toronto in the CFL. Is, is this oh, still man. a dream years to play at the next level? Uh, I do have a dream to play at the next level, but I do also think about my future would be a lot brighter with what I'm doing right now. Maybe my purpose isn't to play in the league, but my purpose and part of my journey was to you know go through football and help others. Uh, I, it's some I love, it's some I still work at, it's some I still train at, and if the opportunity comes up, if the right opportunity comes up, I will not be hesitant. But it's, I don't know, it's a constant battle with me daily, man, if I want to do it or not, go the football route or go the content route. Um, but the environment, having the teammates, the camaraderie, being in the facilities, I do miss that. Yeah, I, I'm kind of the same. Like, I miss the locker room. I miss the guys. Mm -hmm. I don't miss watching film at all. No, bro. I'll never watch. <laughs> no. I, I don't even watch football anymore, to be honest. Like, I just no. can't. I can't go back. Yeah, See, um, luckily, luckily, us kickers, we didn't have to watch a lot of film here and there. We did, but I can see it, though, man, because a, a lot of athletes I talked to that have played at the next level, they're always like, man, the, the system in the business makes you fall out of love with the sport. Like, I, they love playing it. They love this game. But they don't love everything that comes with the game, you know? Yeah. It feels yeah, like I mean, a job. I, I feel the same way. Yeah. It, it, once things feel like a job, then, you know, they kind of go downhill, I guess. But, and I, yeah. I think that that happens to a lot of content creators, too. It's like they, they start it because of the love for content creation. And after a while, after mm -hmm. you hire editors, creative directors, thumbnail artists, like it feels like you're just this like cog mm -hmm. in the system and, and it's just it all becomes business. And that's when a lot of creator burnout happens. Like ultimately, like it's the same thing that happened with me with football. It's like I just got burnt out of playing football, yeah. and I think that happens to a lot of content creators as well. You know, hundred percent. I've I've gone through stints where I felt burnt out, and I felt like the business has turned it not so fun. But luckily, I have good people around me. I have a good mindset, and we've kind of worked through that. And things are phenomenal. I love what I do. I wake up every day passionate about filming and. And just getting out there and having more of an impact. I think where the burnout comes from is people focus so much on making the videos and then posting them and the numbers and the views and the money. But it's not about that. It's what impact does your content have on people. So it's it's deeper than the views. It's deeper than the content. It's deeper than the money. And it's more about the impact you can make through your content. You know, And if you're satisfied with that, then you will never, ever get burnt out. Because every day you're constantly making an impact. And I hope a lot of the student athletes that are listening look to you as, as the model of like building something around your passion, around what you care about, figuring out how to turn into long form content. Whether you're a gymnast, whether you're a swimmer, uh, there is like a niche area in YouTube for you to build a business around. 
Uh, and again, like uh, hopefully they reach out if they're listening to this with questions, and I'm happy to answer questions. But we're we're kind of in the wild, wild west right now of what's going to happen yeah. with all these student athletes. And I, I'm excited. I've been watching all the pings every single day of like this sports agency signing this athlete yeah. at this school. So it's like every single day there's a hundred more. Um, it'll be interesting to see like where this all nets out. Yeah, I just hope these kids don't take the whole content stuff above their sport like they still got to perform on the field mm -hmm. and the more you perform on the field the better you do there then the better your you know content and your brand is going to do so they just got to stay locked in man all this money stuff i hope it doesn't change people when it gets to their heads yeah i agree well i appreciate you coming on i i think hopefully this was helpful for all the student athletes that have been asking for this or all the people that you know are wondering about the nil and, and what's going to happen um, but I appreciate you coming on and talking about sure. this and, you know, I'm going to continue hey, to watch Thank the you. content. I'll link everything down below so everyone else can check it out. Uh, I don't think I'm going to be running one-on-ones against you anytime soon. I'm just going <laughs> to continue to be retired. Not, I mean, hey, may, maybe like down the line, I'll, I'll run, I'll run a little one-on-one. -on -one. We'll do like a wide receiver tree. I'll run through the whole tree yeah, yeah. Uh, and All you right. can play DB and I'll, I'll bring it back All a little right. bit. <laughs> That'll so. be fun, man. Hey, I appreciate you having me on here, bro. And I hope student athletes kind of take some keys from what we've said today and, you know, taking a run with it. Likewise. Thank you.